walking away isn't a sign of weakness. It's a testament of your strength. We leave not to seek validation from others, but to acknowledge our own self-worth. You know, letting go doesn't aim to teach others a lesson, but to help us learn our own. It's normal to feel a pang of sadness after parting ways with someone or something. Walking away isn't a game in order for the person to win them over. It, that's not the purpose of walking away. Welcome to the Really Personal Podcast, where there's no sugarcoating or beating around the bush. I'm your host, Mary Ann Addis. Things are about to get real, y'all. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another episode on the Really Personal Podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank each and every one of you for tuning in today. I always appreciate all the DMs, the reviews, and the follows that you shared with me. If you haven't already, make sure to click that follow button to stay updated on every episode. And if you're enjoying our content, spread the word to your friends. Always remember, the Really Personal Podcast is for you, aiming to support and motivate and inspire you. So thanks for tuning in. Let's dive in. Today's episode is a powerful one where we delve into the depths of relationships, self-discovery, and personal growth. We'll be exploring the delicate balance between fighting for a relationship and knowing when it's time to let it go. Have you ever experienced the tough decision of parting ways in both professional and personal relationships? Now let's take an in-depth exploration of this transformative power of stepping back and gaining a new outlook. What we're delving into is unraveling the complexities of toxic relationships, how we receive self-care advice, how we ignite our sense of empowerment. Saying farewell to someone, stepping away, is clearly setting boundaries but it's also a path towards healing. And it's also embracing the courage to prioritize yourself. When it comes to preserving a relationship, I abide by a guiding principle. And I've learned this and implemented this in my last previous relationships. If I have caused pain to someone that I care about and acknowledge my wrongdoing, then I will tirelessly strive to mend the relationship and demonstrate my commitment to making things right. I will exhaust all efforts to reconcile. However, if I'm not at fault and the person chooses to leave voluntarily, I believe that they are not the right match for me and that our paths are not meant to converge. I firmly believe that if someone decides to exit a relationship without any wrongdoing on my part, I release them. I let go of them. I walk away from them. I refrain from pursuing them. Sometimes fighting for relationship entails owning up to our mistakes and actively engaging in repairing the connection with someone that we hold dear. But it's also equally important to know when to step away. I have a lot of proud moments in my life. And I would say one of the proudest moments that I have was walking away from someone that I love. Not proud and like I did it, but the courage that it took not to succumb to my feelings, my love story that I have created in my mind. You know, in order to fully embrace the change and facilitate growth, it's important to acknowledge the healing process as an integral part of our journey. And that to me was an integral part of my healing journey. And I was so proud of it. It brought great clarity. It brought great empowerment. When I was sitting with my ex, this is like a week after he ended the relationship, I did nothing wrong. 
I didn't do anything that would the toxic one. My father just passed away. So yeah, I was obviously a bit depressed, but I was still functioning in life. I will say that part of that healing journey is taking ownership in that I felt abandoned because I didn't have parents anymore. And I was clinging on to this other person to fit that mold, to be the substitute. That was not fair to him. But in many ways, I didn't put it on him. I was headed in that direction. So before we even got to that direction, he bailed. As I look back at it, it's almost been a year. This process involved facing a lot of challenges with courage, allowing myself to let go of past hurts, and acknowledging the emotions that came with that change. The healing process did not begin the moment that he ended the relationship. The healing process came much later. And the healing process begins when you start to embrace healing. Like you are on a journey, you are on a mission to heal and to detach and to actively walk away from this person, but the relationship, the ideas you had about the relationship, the story that you created about the relationship, that you are literally walking away from all of that. That is when the healing process begins. And I call it a healing process because that is when you are actively creating space for personal growth and transformation, ultimately leading you to a deeper sense of self-awareness and clarity. I did not have the clarity that I was using my ex-boyfriend as a substitute in order to not feel completely and utterly abandoned, like he was my last hold in life. That clarity did not come till later. After much time of meditating, journaling, spending time alone, talking to in therapy, talking to friends, that was when that came to me like, ah, that was a realization. And in fact, I did a podcast on that about abandonment and the healing that came from abandonment. I had to embrace abandonment. I had to really, really feel it and not just be so scared of it that I'll try to get other people and other situations to substitute in order for me to avoid my biggest fear in life. And as you navigate through that process or any process of your own, remember that to be gentle with yourself and to allow room for self-compassion and understanding. I always, always reiterate that we need to be compassionate with ourselves. You know, healing's not linear. It wasn't that once I started to have some understanding of myself, of a lack of a better phrase, that I dodged a bullet. It's not linear. Realization of my healing, my growth, it came after the breakup. It came after that. And I think that that is a time to heal and grow, that when you are walking away from someone or something, that the clarity does come, but in the end, it's a choice. And that clarity comes from making the active decision to want to heal, to want to grow, to want to develop and understand yourself more as a person in order to make room for the next person or the next thing in life. The significance of stepping away in relationships and situations should not be underestimated when it comes to establishing boundaries and prioritizing self-care. I'm a big advocate in discerning when it's time to create distance, when it's crucial to distance ourselves from individuals or circumstances that no longer contribute to our well-being or serve us. When my father passed away, I felt utterly abandoned, as I mentioned earlier. Being in a relationship with someone, I thought, oh, I'm not 100% abandoned because I still have this other person who in his way was struggling with his own set of struggles. It was a natural thing to do. 
it was natural for me to want to have some dependency on my partner, my loving partner. And I think of this when Nicole Kidman talked about when her father passed away, she said that her husband literally picked her up from the floor and was like, I'm here for you. I will always be by your side and and you're not going to walk through this or go through this alone. In my mind, I had this image that this is what a partner would do. A partner would literally pick me up from the ground, hold me, even if I had to ask like, you know, I don't want to be alone tonight or can you do this? Can you help me? It was hard to do those things, but I just felt like a partner would want to do it wholeheartedly. And I was getting more frustrated as day went by because I wasn't receiving it or I received like little bits of it, but then I diverted my attention towards making sure that I was being a good girlfriend. And I shouldn't have to do that during that difficult time in my life of losing my parent. I should be focusing on that grief. My healing looks different because I had two losses occurring at the same time. I was grieving the loss of my father and at the same time, grieving this person who just literally out of nowhere decided to like leave the relationship. Even though I was blindsided by that, even though I was completely, utterly off my equilibrium in a day, that's like I walked away. It, did this really happen? Know that I'm an internal processor. And so walking away, that's just something that I, I typically do when things are very intense. So I walked away thinking like I can have like a little break. And then when my emotions kind of settle down, then I can talk to this person in a calm, reflective way. And here I knew this part about me leading up to our conversation. This is like, I guess you want to call it closure. I didn't ask for it, but it was something I wanted to talk once my emotions kind of settled. In that week span, I started to take the first steps of making the decision that by talking to this person, it's not to chase or to convince or to inspire this person to stay with me, but that I need to be true to my values. I need to be true to who I am and my needs. My needs are that I need to be surrounded by people who love and support me. That is what I needed at that time. I did not have the emotional or mental capacity to deal with someone who's going to distance me from my path of grieving and basically starting a new chapter in my life, a big a big chapter in my life. And once I established that feeling, I knew that when I would talk to my ex the last time that I would express that I need to detach from you. I don't want you to contact me so I can detach. I don't hate you. You need to go and live your life, and but I need to focus on myself. That stepping away or making that plan to step away brought so much clarity. Yeah, it was hard. It was hurtful. But I know that that day forward, I was stepping into deeper clarity and I was reevaluating my priorities and I was gaining new outlook on what truly matters to me. And what truly mattered to me at that time was that I need to be surrounded by people who are showing me love and support. And most of all, I needed to show myself love and support. And that meant that I can no longer be with this person. So yeah, he may have ended the relationship, but I'm the one that walked away. So that was me setting boundaries, right? Throwing away old letters, (laughs) disconnecting from our shared calendar, unfollowing him, things like that. I had to set that boundary because I was like, if this person's going to be detached from me, I need to really cut the cord. Granted, we had friends that I still have friends. And that is something that is another part of my clarity is that the friendships that I gained in that relationship are still wonderful people. Because again, what I said, the the priority or the number one thing I needed was to be surrounded by loving and supportive people. 
And his friends were being very loving and supportive. And I'm still great friends with them. So I don't regret being in a relationship. That's not what this conversation is about. The conversation is that knowing yourself and knowing what you need, prioritizing what you need and your love for yourself, the respect for yourself to walk away and what clarity will come from that. When we walk away from toxic or draining environments, like this was very draining for me. That was another thing that I had to do. I had to stop. I had to stop thinking about what if, why did he did this? What's his attachment theory? Who gives a shit about his attachment theory? That's not what's important. What's more important is prioritizing your self-care. So uh, prioritizing this empowerment of stepping away, detaching, and putting all that concentration on your needs in order to replenish your energy. You know, it provides me the opportunity to contemplate what brings me happiness, what brings me satisfaction. And that is to be surrounded by loved ones, to be inspired, to maintain my decisions to align with my values and my aspirations. Ultimately, the power of walking away resided in its capacity to affirm my value. And it reinforced the boundaries that helped me and continues to help me almost a year later. I'm no longer seeking the other person's validation or seeking that that person, that I become dependent on this person. So recognizing your self-worth and value is so important. I refuse to chase after people to prove my importance. And that's a reminder in life that we don't have to prove things to people. We just live it. That we are, through our actions, through our interactions with people, we are demonstrating what our values are. And I think by confronting fears and taking risks, amazing opportunities can arise. So for instance, me stepping away out of the classroom, it started to bubble during this time. This is it. I need to start taking the necessary steps. I've been wanting to do these certain things. I had these aspirations. This was the catalyst. Deciding to get a dog, and I've been wanting a dog for years, taking that plunge, diving deep deeper in my relationships with my friends, learning more about myself and my gifts. That is all part of that healing process. And also a lot of opportunities, a lot of good things came along the way. It can be incredibly challenging to part ways with a loved one when your paths diverge. Like a stubborn child, there may be resistance to moving forward and a desire to stay in one place. But trying to conform to a mole that doesn't fit or putting a thread through a needle that isn't the right size, it's settling for less than what your heart truly desires. I wanted like a Keith Urban to pick me up from the floor and hold me and be like, hey, you need to communicate to me what you need so I can do it. And this person, this partner that I thought was going to be there through my worst of times just took off, which is a very eye-opening experience because that also conveyed to me like, hey, if I got sick or something else happened in my life, this person's not very dependable. I'll always have this lingering thought of this person's going to run away when things get tough. I've seen it in other situations that it it's going to happen to me. I think that's just how it is in life. If you tend to be a runner from difficult things, it's hard not to run away. And that's something where one needs to get in touch and not react to your nervous system kicking in because your nervous system wants to protect you when you're scared, fearful, or just overwhelmed. And I'm sure that he was overwhelmed with feelings like this is too much. Her father passed away. I can't cope with this. I'm, I'm embarking on this in my life. I can't do this. And he just decided to say, I'm going to run. I can't handle this. That's fine. And that's a decision that he has to make. And I have to remind myself almost on a daily basis that it wasn't that I lost someone, he lost me. 
he made a decision. But I think that also it's empowering that you make the decision to walk away. Although it's painful to leave someone you love, it demonstrates your dedication to yourself. That's the number one thing, that you honor and acknowledge yourself, knowing that you deserve better, you deserve more. When I was in Nashville with my best friend, her mother drove me to the airport because she wanted to spend some alone time with me. And her mother and my mother were thick as thieves. They got along really well. And whenever I see my best friend's mother, I feel like in many ways I'm, I'm like with my mother. So we're in the car. And this is like our first time talking about everything that has transpired in my life. When she pulled up to the airport, she goes, you know what, sweetheart? You really dodged a bullet. I know that that is such a, a simple phrase. It demonstrates that she's in my corner. But I think more importantly, it was a, a phrase that really reminded me like, hey, this person was not the right person for you. So yeah, you did dodge a bullet by walking away instead of chasing or begging or something. I'm not saying that you don't have respect for yourself. I think it's just very hard and it comes to a choice. So choosing not to be with that person is ultimately choosing yourself. It can be both challenging and freeing to let go of someone you love and care for. The difficulty lies in the sense of loss. The end of a romantic tale that was supposed to be a beautiful and profound love story with that person. That is something that we create in our head, that love story. But on the other hand, the freedom comes from facing reality rather than the idealized love story that we create in our minds. When a person decides to break up with you and leave a relationship, the reality is, is that their perspective differs from yours. Your experience, this idea of this beautiful love story, maybe you felt safe, you felt happy. And these are all things that I felt. That was not his experience. We were like on two different worlds. And even if you believe the relationship was happy and strong and filled with love and thought it was your perfect love story, the truth of the matter is that their perspective was not the same as yours. And that's the reality that you have to really, really tune into versus the fallacy of your love story that you create in your mind. Despite feeling connected, you were actually experiencing the relationship from different viewpoints. Your viewpoint was that this was the love story of your life. This is a wonderful person. You love being in a relationship. This mismatch is not your fault. You were living your truth while they were processing their own emotions, which conflicted with yours. By recognizing this, you will gradually detach yourself from the person in the romantic narrative. You have to build the narrative that this person made a decision with time that he did not or she did not want to be with you. That's the story that we have to cling into. And that's not, it's not a story, it's a reality. This process allows space for personal growth and a chance to welcome someone who shares the same love experience as you do. So I am making room, you are making room to experience that love story that both of you share equally. The power of walking away in a relationship cannot be understated. Sometimes taking a step back and creating distance can provide much needed clarity and perspective. Stepping back, creating distance, this action can help you see the situation more objectively, understand your own needs and boundaries and to evaluate the dynamics of the relationship more clearly. I see a spiritual director. I love him to death. I've known him for years. He knew both my parents. And I like talking to him because in spiritual direction, you get to have the added bonus of having a spiritual talk, but then also like, like a therapy session. So they kind of go hand in hand, which is nice. 
And I remember talking to him maybe uh, two weeks after the breakup. I'm telling him this whole story about what happened. No, this guy's not for you. This And he was giving me like, a lot of details. It was objectively evaluating this person in regards to my life. I had no rebuttal. I had no way of arguing or justifying or sticking up for this person. Because, you know, when you're going through a breakup, you have a lot of mixed feelings. Like you're angry at one moment, but then you want that person so badly. You are irritable, but then you're also moping because you really just want to be with that person. You're having all these memories or what they once were, the way they once treated you. You want that back. Like it's very nostalgic. You want to go back to when things were so good and you were on this high. Having some distance in time brought in a very objective clarity for this priest to tell me, you need to look at this. This person did this and this action. You can't trust him. And he said, do not let him come back into your life. And I was shocked by that because there was still this openness of, oh, maybe, you know, once he comes to his senses, he'll come back. I just had to give him space for him to come back. And he told me, you're putting all your attention focus on something that should not happen. You need to focus on you and you need to grieve yeah, the loss of this relationship, but you need to grieve the fact that your father passed away. And that was my goal and mission all last summer. I didn't want to date. I really wanted to focus on embarking on the journey of grieving with my loved ones too, with my brother as well, but to grieve my father and not just because like I, when someone tells me what was like the worst part of the breakup, the breakup took away my attention towards my grief of losing my father. And I hated that, really hated that. And it took a lot of time to subside my anger and not be so hateful towards my ex for doing that, for doing it at that time. It was like the worst timing. You dodge a bullet. I'd rather be this time than later. I continue to set those boundaries of I'm not going to contact this person. I'm not going to reach out to them. I did write like a little farewell. It wasn't like a letter, but it was Irish blessing because they had a going away party for him because he moved. And so I wrote that, which I'm glad I did, but I didn't put on there, oh, I love you, I miss you. I didn't put any of that junk in there because in the end we were friends, but that was part of my healing too, writing that. I don't have to prove myself. I know I'm a good person. Respecting my boundaries, respecting my values, giving myself the time to grieve my father, that reminded me that walking away wasn't giving up. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. Walking away doesn't always mean that you're giving up. I always see this on the movies or I hear things on TikTok saying, you got to fight for the relationship. Okay, but I'm not going to fight for someone who walks away when I've done nothing wrong. I think walking away can be a strategic move to assess the health of the relationship, whether it's a distance, a much needed distance, or it's a permanent thing. In my opinion, it's worth investing the time and energy into yourself by having that distance. Here are some examples of nothing so dramatic as what I went through, not so heavily toxic. Imagine feeling constantly undervalued in a friendship or a romantic relationship. By walking away temporarily, you might realize that you deserve better treatment and respect. This can empower you to have a candid conversation with the other person about your needs and expectations. So this can foster better communication. Sometimes walking away doesn't have to be a dramatic walk away, cut all ties like the way I did. There's there's many examples, and I don't want it to be just solely focused on the dramatic big walk away, but that there's times when you do walking away can also mean like having some space. In some cases, walking away might even lead to a stronger, healthier relationship as both parties gain a deeper understanding of each other's perspective. 
I have friends that have broken up seven times. I don't know how they did that. They end up getting married. It's amazing that in that time, separately, that's when they learned to mature and grow that they were able to come together. Ultimately, the clarity gained from taking a break can help you make more informed decisions about the relationships in your life. Not everything is meant to last forever or turn into something so beautiful. Sometimes people enter our lives to guide us towards the right path, to reveal our true selves, to teach us self-love, or simply to offer companionship for a brief moment. Not everyone is meant to stay indefinitely, and we must continue our journey, our healing journey, while being grateful for the lessons that they brought. Walking away isn't a sign of weakness. It's a testament of your strength. We leave not to seek validation from others, but to acknowledge our own self-worth. You know, letting go doesn't aim to teach others a lesson, but to help us learn our own. It's normal to feel a pang of sadness after parting ways with someone or something as it signifies the authenticity of our emotions. Walking away isn't a game. We don't do it or have to take three months or a year in order for the person to win them over. That's not the purpose of walking away. It's not a game. The purpose is to grow to let go and to embark on a new journey. And if that person comes back into your life in a more beautiful, grander way, that's awesome. But it's equally important if they don't. You are the the main character of the story. It's all about you. You know, ending a relationship or the pain of it, it, it's not easy. But once positive situation turns toxic, it's crucial to prioritize our well-being. There's a lot of clarity when you start to understand that not everyone who crosses our path is meant to stay. Sometimes letting go and moving forward is necessary. Recognizing when to walk away and start anew is challenging, yet it's central as people and circumstances evolve. You know, the guy that I was dating, I was very surprised that he did that. He's better than that. And I remember telling him like, you know, in your next relationship, don't run away. Things will get hard. That's inevitable. Things will get tough. Things will be very difficult, but you can't just run away because it's hard. And I said that that was my last like advice to him because it's true. I understand things are difficult and sometimes things are overwhelmed. It's okay to take a break. Walking away, it's not easy, but what helps you is this understanding that not everyone is meant to stay in your life forever. Maybe I have that understanding because I lost two parents. And I think that we naturally think that our parents live forever or things or that we ourselves, that we forget that we will pass one day. We don't think about that when we wake up in the morning. Sometimes letting go and moving forward is so necessary for yourself. Recognizing when to walk away, that's big too. And to start anew is challenging yet essential as people and circumstances evolve. Closure, I wanted to take a a moment to talk about closure because often I've gotten several DMs that people have opened up, which I always appreciate people opening up and sharing that even if they're asking questions or there's one event or just get it out, that they'll say that I didn't have a chance to have a closure. I still feel like that door to to that relationship is still open. And my response to that is that closure emerges once we embrace the idea that leaving behind the past and moving on is more beneficial than clinging to an idealized version of what could have been. Closure is not a conversation that you have where 
everything is revealed and settled and you walk away. That doesn't happen. Even the conversation that I had with my ex, I guess you can can call that a closure conversation. It really wasn't. There was probably so much more to unpack. But the closure emerged of me embracing the idea that I had to detach from this person in order to survive. That it's healthier to step away than to endure the unnecessary turmoil. Now, you know that I can't go through an episode without talking about mindset. (laughs) And so cultivating self-love and empowerment involves prioritizing your well-being and happiness. This is the catalyst to help you build those boundaries, to nurture positive relationships, and pursue goals that resonates with your authentic self. It also goes on the other end of helping you walk away, that gives you the confidence to walk away. Know that you're not going to fall face down, that there's still love on the other side, that by embracing this perspective of prioritizing yourself and your needs, that you're equipping yourself to face any challenges with confidence and resilience, recognizing your worthiness to a fulfilling and joyful life. Dodging a bullet just means that I survived. I'm able to survive, move forward, and to embark on new and exciting things and perhaps exciting relationships. As you continue to distance yourself from negativity and embrace self-love, doors to new opportunities and clarity will open and it'll start to guide you to a brighter future. Now, when it comes to walking away, and I'm just talking about mindset, I want to be as specific as possible with giving you some tools. And in this form, I'm going to give you some tools of positive phrases, empowering phrases to tell yourself. I will also put them in the show notes so you can pin it, write them down, reflect on them. But these are affirmations that can help you feel stronger and confident in your choice to walk away. I deserve to be treated with respect and kindness. And if this situation doesn't align with that, it's okay to walk away. My well-being is important and choosing to remove myself from toxicity is an act of self-love and self-care. I have the power to create my own happiness and peace. And sometimes that means letting go of what no longer serves me. Walking away doesn't mean I'm weak. It means I'm strong enough to prioritize my mental and emotional health. I trust in my ability to make the best decisions for myself, even if it means stepping away from something familiar. Remember, walking away from a situation that doesn't bring positivity into your life is a brave choice that can lead to personal growth and empowerment. You know, remind yourself that you can trust yourself. You can trust your instincts and know that you deserve to have a life filled with happiness and peace by walking away. When you realize someone isn't the right fit for you, it's not easy to walk away immediately. Instead, you hold on hoping they will change even as they continue to hurt you. You wait for them to revert to the person that they were at the start, offering second chances and hoping for the best. But deep down, you understand their true intentions. Leaving them takes time as you cling to hope and goodness in people, reluctant to prioritize yourself. However, walking away is an act of self-care, prioritizing your values and well-being. Making the right choice may be difficult, but dragging out the situation only increases the pain. Remember this when you're contemplating moving on. I know that I always see the best in people. 
that's how I am as a teacher. So I do it with my friends as well and people in general. And I have a lot of love to give. And I always, always lead with love. So it's very difficult for me to personally walk away from people because in the end, I don't want them to think that I'm hurting them. I did it because I had to put myself first and maybe that looks selfish, but in the end, I have you have to do what's best for yourself. Recognizing when to walk away from a relationship embodies self-love and that is what I was embodying and self-respect that I'm not going to beg or chase someone. After a relationship ends, it's so good to look at your um, toxic patterns and knowing what are things or boundaries that you're going to set up and to have a strategy in many ways to embark on that healing process, that journey, because with that, you will gain clarity. And what I mean by having a strategy is setting those boundaries of, I'm going to detach myself from this person. You can say I'm walking away, but there's a lot of things that come with that. And it's going to be very difficult. This is not an easy thing to do, but walking away, detaching from the person, setting those boundaries will bring you much clarity and it will promote healing. Trust your intuition to find the strength to release what no longer benefits you. I love Maya Angelou's wisdom and her words, and this always resonates with me, that when someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. It's time and it's always time to prioritize yourself, fostering self-love and empowerment for a brighter future. Have faith in yourself and take that initial step towards a happier, healthier you. (laughs) 